The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. On the line is public health lawyer Michelle Simon to talk about her latest report called Whitewashed, How Industry and Government Promote Dairy Junk Foods. The report can be found at line at eatdrinkpolitics.com. That's eatdrinkpolitics.com. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Yeah. First, it's established what's dairy junk food and how does dairy junk food different than just regular dairy? Right. Well, you know, most people tend to think that eating dairy is good for us. And, you know, there's some uh, evidence to the contrary about whether even that's true. But what I wanted to do is really take a close look at foods that I think we could all agree are probably not so good for us. So, you know, fast food promotion of Domino's pizza and uh, McDonald's frappes. And this is the sort of thing that I think, you know, when you look at the nutritional status of um, things like pizza and ice cream and some of the high sugar yogurts that are on the market these days, you know, any nutritionist would probably say that's not the form of dairy that most people should be eating. The yogurt I have at Trader Joe's is 20 grams of sugar, and I saw I have an old Coke bottle. I don't drink Coke anymore, and that was 28 grams of sugar. How much sugar should your yogurt have? Yeah, well, there is some naturally occurring yogurt. I mean, I'm sorry, naturally occurring sugar in yogurt, but it's it's relatively small to what's added. And part of the trick these days is that companies don't have to tell you how much of that sugar is added, although the FDA is trying to change that. So, you know, look, if the, if the yogurt tastes sweet, odds are it's got too much sugar. Really, naturally occurring sugar in yogurt shouldn't make it taste overly sweet. Yeah, although the report states that it's not whether or not dairy products are essential to the diet, the report also states that the United States' current health crisis is, quote, while most of the focus has been on obvious culprits like sugary uh, soft drinks and fast food, dairy often gets a pass. And the report talks about how dairy is a top source of added sugar, saturated fat, and sodium. With these facts in mind, how much dairy is too much dairy? Well, look, I mean, like I said, some health experts really say that dairy isn't essential to the diet at all. But the problem that I found is that most people aren't consuming dairy in just the pure, you know, white milk form. Fluid milk sales have been going down rapidly for decades. What's taking its place are the highly saturated fat, high salt, high sugar you know, dairy has become a carrier of sugar, fat, and salt is really what's going on. And the dairy industry and its, you know, um, attempt to keep people eating dairy are trying to find these really unhealthy, unhealthy vehicles for their products. And the government, unfortunately, is giving industry a big assist in doing so. And all of this at a time when Americans need to be eating less of these highly um, non-nutritious types of products and more real food. That graph that you were talking about, cheese consumption rising as milk decreases, I want to talk about that because I was wondering if that can, that also could be contributed as far as the cheese rate going up to how much uh, Mexican food has entered the American diet in the last 40 years. Because in my experience, uh, Mexican food is both very heavy in tomatoes and cheese. Well, it's a combination of factors. I mean, yeah. you know, when we come when we talk about Mexican food, the increase is going to come from, you know, pseudo-Mexican food like at Taco Bell. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, it's really the places where most Americans are eating the cheapest food that is most available. And those are the large chain restaurants, and they really happen to be more pizza than Mexican. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to the major focus of the study, which is how the government is subsidizing the advertising of dairy junk food. What is a dairy checkoff program, and what is a mechanism in which it receives its funding? 
Yeah. Most people have really never heard of these obscure checkoff programs within the agriculture industry. And what this is is a federal government mandated assessment fee. So every member, in this case, of the dairy industry is required to put money into this big pool of money that the U.S. Department of Agriculture administers, coordinates, oversees, and approves. And this money is ostensibly to be used for generic advertising and research. In other words, it's a way for the industry as a whole to benefit from this pool of money that promotes their product. So you might remember the Got Milk ads or the Milk Mustache ads. Those are products of this generic type of advertising. But what I found is that much of the funding is going towards the promotion of these, again, very um, non-nutritious products, and really fast food companies are benefiting from this checkoff program. So, you know, seeing the promotion of even more cheese on Domino's Pizza. Taco Bell is a big beneficiary, even McDonald's. McDonald's has six full-time staff members, thanks to this checkoff program, in its headquarters, figuring out new and better ways to put dairy into McDonald's menu. So the result of the dairy checkoff program has been an increase in dairy consumption in the U.S. Um, How are the USDA health guidelines at odds with the activities that are happening within the dairy checkoff program? Yeah, well, it's a huge disconnect because while on one hand the USDA through the federal dietary guidelines is telling Americans things like, you know, consume less saturated fat, watch your salt intake, certainly watch your sugar intake, then on the other hand this same agency is promoting the very fast foods that contribute to those same unhealthy nutrients in the diet. Yeah. Can you talk more about the dairy checkoff program spinoff Milk Pep and its involvement in uh, marketing chocolate milk in the school lunch program? Sure. So a big controversy has been the role of so-called flavored milk, particularly chocolate milk in schools. Because Again, kids don't really like the flavor of plain milk. So the dairy industry, in order to keep that very lucrative market, is promoting chocolate milk. And the checkoff program through the fluid milk program is a big um, backer of of chocolate milk. And so they have all of these um, advertising campaigns, including my favorite, raise your hand for chocolate milk to get kids to keep consuming milk, to convince parents and especially school officials who are, you know, really feeling the heat because of all the sugar in chocolate milk. Uh, The idea is to put promotional materials into the schools to convince school officials that chocolate milk is not only A-OK, but is actually good for kids because, God forbid, they should get their calcium from something called a vegetable from which it's readily available. So there are all these ways that these um, government-approved campaign materials are designed to even um, talk school officials out of doing the right thing and keeping sugary beverages out of their schools. My favorite one happens to be the very, it sounds like something out of Idiocracy, the film that um, Mike Judge did, but Chocolate Milk Has Muscle. That one's, that one's actually <laughs> my favorite one. Uh, what vegetables yeah. have calcium in them? Because I, I don't know myself. Any green vegetable, okay. especially green, leafy greens. I mean, like I spinach. Eat, you know, kale every day. Broccoli is a great source of calcium. I mean, this is the thing: the dairy industry wants us to believe that its products have some hold some special place in you know the nutrition world for uh, nutrients like calcium and protein. When there's it's ridiculous. You know, dairy is one source of those particular nutrients, but there's many other uh, 
ways to get these nutrients. And in fact, and, and vegetables are a way that most Americans are lacking in their diet. Most people don't be, need to be eating more, more dairy. They do, do need to be eating more vegetables. And they come with other nutrients as well, without the saturated fat, salt, and sugar. So when it comes to, you know, the best place to get to your nutrients, it really is plant-based foods and not dairy. Yeah. How did Domino's Pizza with their pizza slice a day or uh, what, I don't know, how did they get in the school lunch program through Dairy Checkoff? Yeah. The smart slice. So, a smart you know, slice. Again, Domino's and other pizza companies want to maintain their foothold in schools because they, they keep that brand loyalty going, then they know they're going to get customers for life. And so when the um, school menu guidelines change, Domino's and other companies realize, okay, we got to change along with it. So they tweak the formula a bit, you know, maybe we lower the saturated fat content a bit here and there, and they make sure that they can still fit those guidelines, and then they promote the hell out of their product, all again with the assistance of these checkoff dollars administered by the federal government. So the Smart Slice program, as Domino so cleverly calls it, because get it, it's in schools, um, has been enormously successful in expanding their reach into schools. And, you know, when kids may, may eat the sort of nutritionally perhaps slightly better product in schools, but, you know, when they go to Domino's outside of school, it's the same old product and probably has more cheese, thanks to the other role that the checkoff program plays in promoting cheese at Domino's. Yeah, when you were talking about getting a foothold in childhood, it just reminds me of, you know, the tobacco companies maybe 30 years ago. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. I mean, the tobacco industry, you know, um, perfected the art of reaching young people, getting them hooked for life. And that's exactly what these uh, fast food companies have been doing, targeting particularly uh, African-American and Hispanic children. We know the evidence shows that the marketing to those children are even more aggressive than white children and then setting those um, populations up for a lifetime of disease and who sometimes have less access to health care to help uh, treat those types of health problems. So it really is, um, you know, not a good idea for our federal government to be engaged in this kind of promotion. How is the dairy checkoff program and the dairy industry in general trying to break in, get into um, the, 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 basically the food stamp program to promote more dairy within to communities that really can't handle dairy? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, again, any population, no population is off limits to the dairy industry, even ones that might not be able to tolerate their products. So um, for the Women's Infants and Children program, which is kind of a, oh, Rick, a corollary yeah. to the food stamp program, the dairy industry has created specific educational materials aimed at Latina women women to convince them that, oh, don't worry about that, that lactose intolerance, dear. You know, here's how you can still consume dairy. Just take a pill and it'll all be okay. And, you know, of course, scaring mothers into thinking that their children are going to somehow suffer if they don't consume dairy, when traditionally many of these populations haven't consumed dairy at all or in very small amounts, certainly not in the amounts that are that we consume in this country. So, you know, any way they can, they're going to reach um, any population they can with their message. Going back to kids, talk about the relationship that the National Dairy Council has with the NFL contributing to the bad school nutrition with their Fuel to Play mm-hmm. 60 campaign. Yeah. One of the real ubiquitous programs in schools is called Fuel Up to Play, and this is a partnership with the National Football League and the National Dairy Council. And this, you know, the images and the signage and the, the 
heavy-duty promotional materials are all over schools. I had parents send me pictures of kids with the signage, I mean, just huge displays. And, of course, kids love sports. They admire um, sports figures, and so it's a brilliant way for the dairy industry to attach these kinds of very popular sports figures to their product. And this whole idea of fuel up to play, you know, as if dairy is a way to get your energy and, you know, walk around the gym a little bit. And they promote other kinds of nutritional messages, many of which are are questionable or just not necessarily associated with dairy at all. But again, it's just a way to uh, make sure that kids are getting the message to consume dairy and attaching it to something that kids are very vulnerable to, which is their sports figures. Yeah, we talked about priorly the priorly the in prior um, in in parts of the interview. We talked about how the fast food industry is interacting with the dairy industry with the dairy checkoff program. How does like they how do they introduce menu items like I think what Pizza Hut introduced its first menu item in like twenty years and it had tons more cheese than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think McDonald's had their frappes that we were talking about. Like how does that relationship work between the dairy checkoff board? and the fast food companies exactly well part of um the whole the whole point of the checkup program is to increase the amount of dairy in various forms so part of that and this is what restaurants you know fast food chains do is they do research to develop new menu items and so when they're thinking about well what should be a new menu item what would sell and they have you know like in the case of mcdonald's they have staff in their meetings saying oh well i have an idea let's create a frappe product maybe we can compete with starbucks and make it cheaper and how much dairy can we pump into this beverage and then load it up with sugar and boy people love fat and sugar so that should work so it's having these sort of dairy experts right on hand in the development of the menu item and then doing whatever kind of testing of the product, perhaps focus groups, you know, all the research, the market research that goes along with new product development. So all of this is done with the assistance of these checkoff dollars so that when the product rolls out, then they know it's going to be a hit. Yeah, and, and the checkoff program is funded by taxing dairy products, essentially, for the raw milk produced. Um I love the quote in the at the very end of the piece of the of the report that says the meat and dairy industries can do what they like with their own money, but using the power of taxation should be used for the public good. That's right, and you know, industry and even USDA has have defended this program by saying, "Oh, this is just industry money. This isn't really government tax dollars. It's actually an assessment, a fee assessment on industry." That's true. However, the USDA is intimately involved as they will acknowledge and actually as the Supreme Court has found when the program has been challenged in court, the Supreme Court said, well, gee, this looks exactly like a government program. That's how come they get to tax these um, companies. So in other words, the USDA administers the program, approves it, is right there every step of the way. And so it really is a disconnect and it simply does not make sense for our federal government to be encouraging this program and being such an intimate part of it at the same time, these dairy foods are contributing to the public health crisis that America is currently in. Yeah, it sounds like another case of regulatory capture, like what happens at the FCC where it doesn't really regulate mm-hmm. the airwaves anymore and how the SEC hasn't brought one single person from Goldman Sachs to prison for insider trading and a bunch of other stuff. And a lot of that goes back to campaign finance reform again. Yeah, there's no question that the industry benefits the, the most from these programs. I mean, they're the ones that actually request them. They say, oh, here's an idea. Let's get 
Congress <laughs> to require every single member of our industry to put funds into this. And the funny thing is that some smaller dairy producers aren't happy with the fact that they are required to put money into this program because they don't really benefit from it. It's the yeah. likes of Pizza Hut. You know, I joke, I don't think my local cheese board collective, you know, in Oakland is benefiting from this program. It's the likes of Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and McDonald's. So, of course, it's it's business as usual in Washington, D.C. Yeah, since we can't really control what happens in D.C., what should we be eating in lieu of dairy? Well, like I said, I mean, you know, plant-based foods are really the way to go. If you're going to have dairy, and it's not to say that a little bit, you know, is going to kill you, but the main thing is to, is to consume um, the healthiest forms of dairy, preferably locally made cheeses, ones, you know, not full of, of uh, additives. I mean, certainly not the, the stuff that passes for cheese made by the likes of Kraft. You know, that's not really cheese. Yeah. That's a cheese product, and they actually have to label it that way, cheese product. So, you know, look, it's just being smart about the types of dairies that you do consume. If you're going to eat yogurt, you know, again, eat it without added sugar and, and, and minimize it. But if you're looking for a way to get your vitamins, you know, then uh, plant-based foods are really superior. My guest has been Michelle Simon. She has a report that we've been talking about. It's a really good report, only 32 pages on your PDF. You can load it on your iPad and read it in about an hour. And it's really, we just touched the surface of this on this interview. It's called Whitewash, How the Industry and Government Promote Dairy Junk Foods. It can be found at eatdrinkpolitics.com. Thanks again for showing up on the show this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll talk again sometime. And this, of course, is the Heather McCoy Show.